Welcome to Active Activism, part of the Fem On Collective. On this show, my guests share the causes important to them, how they became involved, and why we should be active in our activism. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Active Activism. Today's guest is Jen Graybill. I met Jen through RSJ convention, and we have stayed connected through Show Me the Romance, a weekly clubhouse gathering, our mutual love of reading, and our commitment to literary citizenship. To highlight Jen's awesomeness, I'll share that one of her most popular workshops is called What Romance Writers Can Learn from Marvel and Pixar. When I signed up for her newsletter, I read a list of 10 things we probably don't know about her and learned that she's been a leader in her local 4-H club for years, which made her a perfect fit for this series. Meow, Jen, please introduce yourself and tell listeners what you do. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Tanya. I'm really excited to talk about this. I have been a passionate volunteer uh, forever, um, literally since I was a kid. And it's one of those things that I think sometimes people overlook as an important element of sort of being a whole person. There's uh, there's so many different ways that that being a volunteer in an organization that means something to you can really um, uh, not only do great things for your community, uh, but it can also do great things for you. So I'm super excited you're doing this series. So tell me a little bit about your activist journey. What Why is advocacy in general important to you? Um, well, it really kind of started with, uh, with, you know, being one of those people that always raised my hand. If we want something to be done, right, it's, it takes people power to get things done. And so sometimes that can be um, that can be joining an organization that exists, and sometimes that means starting up something on your own. And uh, probably the the biggest thing that I've done was uh, be a part of the 4-H program. When my kids were little, they uh, we were looking around for for you know different activities and things for them to do, and 4-H was one of the organizations that just really spoke to us. Um, that is, they are a very old organization. They were started in, uh, I think, 1915. And uh, they exist in every, in every state in the union. There's uh, and a few other places as well. And it's really a youth development program. A lot of people know 4-H through uh, going to the local county fair and seeing the animals that are on display. And that was certainly an element of it for us. But uh, my kids grew up in Silicon Valley. So the animal portion of it was a little bit of a was a little smaller in that in our world than it was <laughs> for, for some other areas. And um, it started off with just being able to, you know, raise my hand and say, yeah, I'll lead a project. And I had, I led a project in creative writing, interestingly enough. And I led, um, that eventually turned into leadership projects that eventually turned into um, being the, a club leader, uh, being a county leader and being the camp director. And being camp director is, is a, a part-time job that takes most of the year, but it was probably one of the most fulfilling things that I've done. It was an opportunity to really mentor a lot of uh, uh, teenagers, uh, find, help them to find the, um, the skills that they didn't know that they had. You know, kids sign up because they think it's going to be a lot of fun, and it is a lot of fun. You get a couple extra days at camp. You um, you know, you're sort of in charge of something, but I think one of the things that the kids didn't realize sometimes when they came into it is how creative that they could be, how much of a leader that they could be, how they could step in and be a friend when somebody needed a friend. One of the big things that we, uh, would train the kids on is what to do when a kid was homesick. And 
you might have a kid who's uh, normally pretty introverted and or uh, or otherwise, you know, maybe feels like they're not uh, a part of the group. But when you connect them with a younger uh, with a younger camper and say, hey, this person needs a friend and can you help them out and make them feel comfortable? It really empowers that 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 teenager. It empowers them to feel like, yeah, I can do that. I can help somebody to feel better. I can help somebody um, feel accepted and I can help somebody feel connected to what it is that we're that we're doing here. And um, and everybody on the staff would leave that week just standing a little straighter and feeling a little better about themselves. And I tell you, that is an addictive thing to be able to watch. I have a lot of respect for for teachers that go into the classroom every single day. That's not my path. But um, but this was a path for me to be able to say I made a difference in this kid's life and that kid's life and that kid's life because they they walked away knowing more about themselves and uh, and more about what they could do in this world. And what you've done is show them how to do the same thing that you're doing because mm-hmm. you felt empowered, but you empowered that teen to feel like I can make a difference in someone's life. Yeah. So you're creating those ripples. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it was one of those things, like I said, it started off really small and then (laughs) grew into something that took a a lot more time. But even in those moments when I was doing things that, that were relatively small, um, it meant that it meant that that thing got done, whatever that little thing was for when I first joined um, my first romance writers organization, they needed somebody to uh, work on the newsletter and nobody wanted to raise their hands. And so I said, all right, I'll, I'll be the person who does the newsletter. And by doing that, like I said, number one, it meant that it got done. It meant that there was some um, connection between folks that were, uh, that were very dis, you know, dispersed around the whole county and the whole Bay Area. We had an opportunity to highlight certain people and, um, and give them a little bit of a, of a shout out through the newsletter and remind people that there was an opportunity to come together and, and really advertise that element as well. Um, that led to, you know, doing things like the, the website and by, uh, again, very much in the background, very much in the behind the scenes sort of, sort of realm, but it was, uh, it was something I could do on my own time and something that people were so appreciative of because it meant that again, it meant that it got done. And then that progressed into, (laughs) That progressed into one of the more boring uh, elements of being part of a volunteer organization. And that was, we needed to rewrite our bylaws. It was time to update <laughs> things. And, uh, and so I had, I had done it for 4-H. Uh, we had gone through that process of, of trying to, to put into words what it was that we wanted to be and who we wanted to be as an organization um, obviously, there a lot of that comes from the national organization to the local organizations and so forth. But it's important to kind of make that your own, and that's the element that is that can be really difficult for people. So, um, a lot of that time was spent with with other volunteers, with other leaders in the group to say, okay, who is it? Who do we want to be? Who do we want to say that we are? And how do we see ourselves as um, being a resource for uh, for the people around us, being a, a something that stands out in our community? And so while the, the work uh, I knew was going to be difficult to draw people in, so I generally tended to host those as meetings at my house. I made sure there were cookies. I made sure there was... there was Good call. <laughs> <laughs> anything that would get people to show up, um, stay engaged and participate. And, um, and, you know, you get to the end of a project like that. It's a fairly thankless project, but it's one that, that for the people that are on the team, 
um, it's something that kind of binds you together and you feel like you have, you have these friendships and people that you, uh, that you have worked hard with. And it's when you work side by side with people that it, it creates sort of a different type of friendship, a different type of understanding, um, because you know you can depend on, the, on this person and these people. And um, it just really helps you to feel more a part of your community, even though, like I said, it's not, a, it's not uh, one of the flashier jobs out there. But, it, <laughs> but it's important. <laughs> but, but when you know that you've done something good for your community and something meaningful for the people around you, that stays with you, you know, just like those kids who figured out that they could be a leader and that they could, that they could make camp fun for some kid. It helped me to kind of stand a little straighter. It helps me to, um, you know, see myself in a different light to know that I can be that person who, who brings people together. Well, as someone who has been part of the board of directors for a writing group, the newsletter and the website, that's no joke. Those are (laughs) such huge tasks to take off of someone else's plate. So if you are someone who can jump in and just do this one job, that means you're right. The job is done. It's off someone's plate. And it is really crucial to communicate to the rest of the group and keep everything moving smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was uh, one of the opportunities I had to, to usually you think of, of learning something in a volunteer role and then being able to, to translate that maybe into a professional life or or, you know, grow your skills that way. That wasn't a rare opportunity for me to take what I learned in corporate and be able to apply it to a volunteer organization. <laughs> I spent 12 years in uh, corporate communications. And so being able to, uh, to help people communicate and, and recognize how important that is and how necessary it was that it's not, um, it's not a nice to have, it's a necessary thing. So um, it was nice to be able to use those skills in a way that wasn't about layoffs. So yeah. <laughs> Are you involved with any other causes that you'd like to share with us? Um, one of the one of the causes that were was near and dear to my heart. I, uh, I we moved recently, so I haven't quite figured out how to replace this one just yet. But um, we did a lot of volunteer work with the Family Supportive Housing up in the Bay Area. It was um, the only homeless shelter that was available to families. And they made it their mission to really keep families together for lots of different reasons. There's uh, for folks that are experiencing homelessness, there's uh, there's shelters for women and children and there's separate shelters for men. And uh, communities have to do what what, you know, what they feel is necessary. But I felt like this was such a special place where the emphasis was put on families. The emphasis was put on being able to um, create uh, um positive stories and create a really positive environment for these folks. And it was very meaningful to me because it was, it's an organization that is able to uh, have something like 85% of their folks, they continue to follow them. 85% of their folks are, um, remain employed and housed um, three to five years on, which is, a, which is an incredible number. And it's it really a is. real testament to what they are able to do. And that's just, that was a place where, you know, you came in and, and, I just, I did whatever was, was asked of me. My uh, younger daughter had uh, volunteered for them a couple times and she and I ended up being dinner service on Wednesday nights for a year and a half. And um, all we had to do was show up and, uh, and serve dinner. It was, there was somebody else that was assigned for dishes. There was somebody else that was assigned to clean the cafeteria space, but to, um, to spend that time just being able to smile and say, I hope you have a great day. And can I get you more 
you know, can I get you another cookie or something along those lines? It's such a small thing. It's such a small um, um, piece of me to, to spend time, but it was so important to the folks that were there. So important for them to be able to have, um, to have that dignity and to have that, uh, to have a, a good meal. And, you know, beyond that, it meant a lot to my daughter as well. It meant, uh, it meant time for her and I to spend together, which is such a hard thing when you have a teenager to, uh, she was able to drive herself to, you know, all her various activities and so forth. So this was an hour and a half of her and I standing shoulder to shoulder and doing a little job and just kind of spending some time, um, in each other's company. And that was a real special gift, uh, that, that we were able to share. So that's an organization that I still support. Um, I still, I get the emails uh, from them sometimes when they're doing their fundraising and uh, they're, they do a, a soup kitchen dinner uh, with uh, soup donations from local restaurants every year. So um, it's still something that I support and, and participate in whenever I can, uh, even from afar. So between them and the 4-H program, um, that was so important to me, the local writing organizations that I uh, dedicate a lot of time to and, um, and energy, uh, it's really been something that has, has helped me to um, help me to feel connected to the, to the community around me. Something that was especially difficult the last couple of years is kind of feeling that community. But when you have, when you have a job and you know that it needs to get done, it's, and it's a gift that you are giving to your community. It just really, you know, fills you up and makes you feel like, uh, um, um, makes you feel a lot of joy. Tell us a little bit about what you do in the writing community. Well, let's see, for the last seven years, I was a member of the Daphne du Maurier Awards for Excellence in Mystery and Suspense. I know it's a long title. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was on that committee for seven years, and the last two years I spent as the chairperson. Um, That is a contest that is for both uh, romance novels and non-romance novels uh, in the mystery and suspense world. And it's a contest where we really emphasize being able to give feedback. So uh, the judge training is all about being able to give constructive criticism and positive uh, and um, and help people to, to know how they can be better authors and how they can be um, and what they can do to improve their craft. So uh, that was an organization I was a, a part of uh, quite a long time. I've, uh, I also was doing, like I said, the newsletter and the, not, I haven't been the newsletter in a couple of years, but I was doing the website up until just a couple months ago. So I'm in this really interesting place in, in my world where I have, um, I've helped put together conferences. I have helped, you know, in, in lots of different ways, but I don't have a real driving force for me right now. And it's, it's interesting because I'm in a new, I'm in a new city and I'm in sort of a new place, um, in my life. And so finding out where that next um, where that next connection is going to come from, what that next organization is going to be. It's, um, it's a really fascinating place to be. I haven't been here in a long time, so I'm excited about it. But it sounds like you're open to finding that new niche. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be in there. I am always, always going to volunteer in the writing organizations that I'm a part of. I feel like there's so many opportunities to, to build up writers, to help them with their craft, to help them with their business. So that's, that's always something that I'll volunteer to do um, in whatever way I can. And so, but I wonder what else I do. I wonder what else and (laughs) where, uh, where I can feel that connection. I even volunteered for uh, um, this last uh, holiday season. I volunteered to help with the Rose Parade. 
and uh, was one of the, the float decorators. It was so much fun to uh, to be in that space and to connect with people and just to create something that is uh, so, it brings so many people just joy and happiness. And it was just a really wonderful environment to be in. So like I said, even even the small little little things that we can do uh, bring bring so much happiness to so many. Well, I would like to give you an opportunity to plug any workshops you have coming up, mm-hmm. what you do professionally, how you can help people and how people can contact you if they need that type of assistance. Oh, great. So uh, I am an author coach and a freelance editor. I've been helping romance authors for about eight years. And uh, folks can find me on my website, uh, jengrabiel.com. And uh, they can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Jen the Editor. Um, but in June, I'll be at InkersCon. And then over the summer, I will be at um, the Romance Writers of America National Conference. Um, I'm definitely participating in the RSG, RSJ convention. Again, I don't know what that's going to look like, but, um, but I'll definitely be there. It's a really such a fantastic place. And um, the Contemporary Romance Writers Conference and, um, and then all the other workshops that I do are all on my website. So folks can go there and have a look and subscribe to my newsletter. It comes out about once a month. So. Well, thank you very much for sharing your advocacy. Is there anything else you'd like to add to help listeners to be active in their activism? Yeah, I want to remind folks that uh, that it's not about giving lots and lots of time, but it's about giving with your heart. So start small with something that feels meaningful to you, and uh, you're going to find yourself, you know, just um, really enjoying that connection and and being able to uh, add something to your life that you didn't know was missing. Love that. It's- perfect way to end this. Thank you everyone for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe. This has been Active Activism, part of the Fem On Collective.